Yo, yo, welcome to my podcast, My Two Cents on Life. I'm your host, Coach James. Through my podcast, I will preach and teach you how to live a happy and healthy, authentic lifestyle through various topics combined with my own life experiences. Yo, y'all, thank y'all for listening to my podcast. Let's get started. Oh, baby, you, you got what I need. And you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you, you got what I need. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? Welcome to My Two Cents on Life podcast. So sometime, y'all, baby, don't got what you need. I just want to say that, all right? I thought that would be so fitting for me to use that after I sung the song, that baby don't have what you need sometimes. <laughs> so y'all, y'all know I like to start off with a quick story. But before I start off with a story today, I want to say a prayer uh, because I want to make sure that my message is, is being heard and it's being taken in as um, an opportunity to use some of this stuff in your life. And, you know, without fail, sometimes we can hear valuable information and we start to feel like it's not for us. We start to point to the person next to us and say, I don't need that. They need that. And I feel like everybody needs a little bit of something. Right. So I won't say a prayer for us today. Father God, we thank you for today. Uh, We pray that uh, the words that come from me, Coach James, be heard by my audience and my listeners. And I pray that the words that they hear from me, Jesus, be right from you. I pray that the music that I play this morning for them, that it is on their tune, on their beat, and that it is what they're looking for and what they need today, Jesus. Please have my audience not hear what I'm not saying. Please bless them with the ears to understand what I am saying. I give you all the honor. I give you all the glory and all the praise. It's in your son, amen. Actually, precious things. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, y'all, back to my story. So, I met when I met my wife, we had just got out of long relationships, marriages, to be exact. All right, y'all? And both of us, more than likely, I don't want to overspeak for her, but I can definitely speak for myself, had some struggles uh, in our last relationship with being heard and, you know, just knowing what's right and what's wrong. And so um, when my wife uh, and I got together, we finally moved in and things were going kind of great. We had our times where we had our relationship that was kind of rocky. It was good here. It was great here. We had some roadblocks here, roadblocks there, and some roadblocks, right? And in 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 the process of all that, you know, you struggle with understanding the person that you're with. And about five years into it, my wife texts me and is like, "Hey, she was at work. I was at work." But she texts me and say, "Hey, we need to talk tonight." Right. And when she says that, I'm like, okay, this is real. Because one thing about my wife is she's not going to tell me she needs to talk to me and just tell me something like yesterday. You didn't give me a kiss when you came in the house. She just don't operate that way. y'all. She she just don't. Right. So I know when she said that it was something pretty serious. And so here I am all day at work trying to figure out what she's going to tell me. Is she going to leave me? Is she tired of me? I know sometimes I can be a jerk. I could be an ass. But I hope this is not what this is. God, now I really need you. Then you should have seen me. Looking up to God saying, I need you, God. <laughs> and, I, and I ain't talked to God in years, right? And so so I finally get home. And, you know, we go to dinner or whatever. And I'm like, hey, so, you know, my anticipation is waiting. I'm like, what did you have to talk to me about? And she goes, well, can we at least sit down first and start eating? I'm like, no, I need to know now. 
but I had to be patient, right? And in and, and my patience, we finally got to sit down, have dinner. And she looks at me and says, um, what I've been meaning to tell you, and I didn't know how to tell you this, that for the last couple of years, I've had my walls up with you. And when I say walls up, and I'm like, she says, yes. I go, well, what does that mean? Me automatically trying to already trying to internalize in my mind. That's what I'm going to do, y'all. That's what I do, y'all. Someone tell me something. I start trying to think about it right there on the spot. And so I'm letting them finish and tell me why, right? And so I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, hmm, balls up. That means you don't love me. So you're telling me you don't love me, right? And that's how I took it. But as she, as she talked more, she started to explain why her walls was up. How was it making her feel? towards me, towards herself, towards our relationship. And then she got to the point to actually give me the resolution of it's not driven from you. This is something that I struggled with from the past. But here I am in my mind again, still analyzing y'all like this girl don't love me. She just told me she don't want to be me no more. That is all I heard her say. <laughs> and the only thing she really did say is that my walls have been up. But y'all see how I took that and I turned that into a whole bunch of nothing. Right. And so she finally tells me, like I said, you know, why she was feeling that way. And she gave me the solution behind it and said, hey, it's not you. I just want to let you know that today I'm putting my walls down. And I was angry for a few days. Like she's been lying to me. She didn't love me. How could she trick me for five years? And then as time went by, I got over my anger and I started to think like she wasn't faking. She didn't love me. Her walls was up just means that she couldn't love me wholeheartedly. Just means that she wasn't there yet in trusting me. And so, y'all, I'm here to tell you it's time to put your walls down and put your boundaries up. All right. So what does that mean when I say put your walls down, put your boundaries up? Right. The reason why we need to put our walls down is because when our walls are up, we're always in fight or flight mode. And let me give you all an example, okay? Fight or, fight or flight means either you're going to fight somebody, <laughs> whether it's an argument physically, or you're going to flight, which means you're going to run. And that's what a lot of us do. But before we decide to fight or flight, we sit there for days, hours, weeks, months, years on fight or flight mode because we haven't made a decision. And then that makes your body anxious. That causes you to have anxiety. That causes you to go into a, a spell of depression, maybe, or maybe a spell of, of darkness for a while. And darkness is depression, right? And so that's why we have to put our walls down, because when our walls are up, we can't genuinely see the person that's in front of us. We can't value a great friendship. We can't value a great relationship. We can't value something that's good at work, because with our walls being up, we're looking for something to either make us fight or either flight. And so that's why we got to get out of fight or flight mode, right? And, and the next question is probably is, why put up healthy boundaries? Why do you need to do that, right? Well, when you put up the healthy boundaries, it helps you in your friendships and your relationships and work. You know, a big one for me about work, putting up a, bound, a boundary for work, and I don't want to get too far in this because I'm going to talk about that down the road here, y'all. But a, a, a great boundary for work, one thing I used to struggle with is when I got to, to management and I would take on these new projects and I just take them on, I would be told you're taking this, right? <laughs> my thing was is that I didn't have really good boundaries with delegating work. 
right? And, and, and because I wasn't delegating work, I felt like I had to take it all on my own self. And so that had me in fight or flight mode. And some days I want to fight and do the work and prove I'm the greatest and I can do it all, all by myself. Or some days I was like, I'm tired of this. I might need to flight out of here for good, right? And so just want to bring it up about a healthy boundary for work is uh, it's okay to, to share the work with those around you. It's okay to delegate to someone else. All right. So that's why we put up healthy boundaries, right? We put those up because we don't want to make to make ourselves feel the way someone else is feeling. Right. And that's what boundaries is all about. It's it's about us not having ourselves feel the way our friend does right now. Because a lot of times, ladies, I use this as an example. You know, you're with your bestie. You hang out every single day. You talk every day. And, and your bestie is in a bad relationship, right? And, and, and so your bestie during this relationship is coming to tell you about how they're being treated. And, and, and they're upset. So now you're getting upset. And you like, hey, if you mad, I'm mad. I want to fight the bag myself. I want to get in the ring with. Who is this person? What are they about? Right. You see that? See, see where I'm going with it? And because you're so brought into how your friend is being made. Uh, I can't use that word. How your friend feels. Right. You start feeling what they're feeling. And so then you also start to be in fight or flight mode. And so that's why putting up healthy boundaries is, is important. Right. Yes. It's OK for you to empathize with your best friend. But what is not OK is for you to take on her feelings in that relationship, because that is not your relationship. And then I go another step with it too, a little step further. What happens is that we're still feeling like this person is a sleaze bag, and we're like, why are you still staying with that person? And so then you and I become start to have every we start to have struggles in our friendship because I'm telling you to leave the person their sleaze bag. They don't value you, they don't love you, and now you're defending that person, right? And see that see what I'm saying, y'all? Now you defend that person. And so now you mad at your friend because you like, why are you still with that sleaze bag? Why are you putting up with that? And so, again, if you set healthy boundaries, you won't feel like your friend does. You're not going to have that feeling, but you can be there for support. You can be there and empathize without letting your emotions get tangled up in their relationship. Right. So a healthy boundary is a limit that defines you. Your values, your beliefs, and your morals, right? And again, why this is so big, y'all, is because sometimes, based on the scenario, we forget about our values. We forget about our beliefs and our morals. We forget about how we were raised in our childhood because we don't have any boundaries set, let alone healthy boundaries. And when you lose sight of defining who you are, the person you should be every day, then you lose sight of self-awareness. And when you lose self-awareness, you lose a lot about yourself, right? So let's talk about how to set healthy boundaries, right? How you communicate your boundaries to people, right? Setting healthy boundaries require you to assert your needs, and your priorities as a form of self-care. Let me say that again, y'all. Setting healthy boundaries require you to assert your needs and priorities as a form of self-care. And self-care is in capital letters. 
So basically, this is just saying that you setting healthy boundaries is for your self-care, right? It's something that you need to do so your emotions and your feelings don't get tied up into something, right? Again, it's okay to feel, y'all. It's okay to feel, but when you are feeling what the other person is feeling or you're trying to make yourself feel that, now you're affecting your self-care. And now you're trying to feel the way that person feels and now you're angry like they are. Now you're in a now now you're in a, in a rut and, and fight or flight mode is with you now the whole time. Right? So just make sure that you are setting healthy boundaries as a form of self-care. Because that's really what it's all about. It's helping you stay focused. It's helping keep, like I said, your emotions so much not tied into it. Right? That's that's the overall goal. Be straightforward when you're setting boundaries, people. Um, it's okay for you to share and share and be 100% factual on why you're setting that boundary, how does it impact you, and why you're setting it for yourself. Okay? So, hey, let me give you an example of that. Man, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. I have empathy for you, but unfortunately, I just don't agree. Right? That's being straightforward. That's being candor. Versus you saying, you know what, man, I feel where you're coming from. I get it. And you really don't get it. Don't say that because when you tell someone you get it, they really feel like you feel what they're feeling. Right? And so when you try to backtrack on that, it's too late because you already said, dude, I'm feeling what you're feeling. So be straightforward, y'all. Okay? State your need or your required, your, your request. Excuse me. That's very important when you are setting healthy boundaries. State what your needs is behind that and what are your requests. So why are you setting a healthy boundary? Hey, babe, just, you know, I know when I get off work, we always eat dinner. We watch a movie. And yesterday's movie went to about 11 to 12 o'clock. Just, you know, my normal bedtime is 10 o'clock. And tonight, I'm going to go to bed at 10 o'clock. I've already set my alarm on my phone because I got to make sure I get enough sleep because if I don't get enough sleep, I'm going to be so groggy and irritable in that meeting tomorrow. And so I need to be ready for that. Y'all see how I, y'all see how I stated the need and the request and, and the emotion behind it? Because I got to get my sleep because I got an important meeting tomorrow and I got to be focused. Now, I didn't say all that, but I'm just saying that in retrospect to that. Okay. So accept any discomfort that you feel. And, and so let me let me just give y'all a little bit more into what I'm saying. Okay. It's okay to you, for you to set a boundary and feel guilty about it. It's okay for you to set a boundary and feel remorseful. Accept the discomfort that you feel, but at the same time, go back to what I was saying, be straightforward about your request or your need. Okay? You might feel a little discomfort when you're sharing that. You might feel guilty if you got to tell your wife you're going to bed at 10.30 and you can't finish watching a movie with her tonight. So accept that. And let that be. That's what it is. Because if you don't accept that, it's ruminating your mind. You're going to be focused on that. I'll let my wife down. I'm supposed to watch a movie with her. Didn't end early enough. And so here I am in bed. She's finishing it without me. I hope she's not mad at me. Y'all hear all that emotional, that emotions that's being tied up into your mind that you're tying back to that discomfort? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Yo, what's going on, fellas? 
Are you 40 and up and just trying to lose that gut? Or are you just looking to feel more energized? Well, if that's you, I got the perfect plan for you, fellas. I got a way you can lose three to five pounds in just 72 hours. If this interests you, please send me an email at jewatki1 at gmail.com. That's too much, y'all, right? So that's what I mean about accept any discomfort that you feel and get over it, okay? So y'all, researchers said there are seven types of boundaries, okay? And we're going to definitely jump into these. These are great. And, and, and if y'all don't have a pen and paper, I'm telling you, if you do have one, write this stuff down because this is going to help you set healthy boundaries, okay? So the first type of boundary is mental. And, and, and that is freedom to have your own thoughts. Back to what I was saying about the friend. You're upset because of the way they're being taken advantage of. And it's okay for you to have your own thoughts behind it to say, hey, I don't agree with what you're saying. This person is not like that. I think you're thinking about it too much because, again, you're not pulling yourself over and overindulging in your thoughts and your feelings how that person should feel. You're saying, hey, I sympathize with you, but I don't agree with you. Right. Right. So the next mental boundary is emotional. And the example for that is I don't have the emotional capacity right now. And I got right now in capital letters in my mind. Because when you state that, back to what I said about the communication, you want to say right now. Because it's not that you don't have the mental capacity to deal with that person in the future or deal with them at all, because they may think that. It's just right now. right? And so it's okay to say, hey, I sympathize with you. Right now I just have so much going on with my children and my husband. I don't have the emotional capacity right now. Well, let me deal with my children, and I'm going to get back to you in a couple days. You see how I did that, y'all? You were, you expressed. You were straightforward about the need in the, in the request. Not today, not right now, right? I was listening to this podcast, and he was saying that a lot of people think that when you end a long-term relationship, that it means it's over for good. And that's why people start fighting and, and get aggressive, like, no, we're going to be together is because they're taking that and thinking it's forever. But you breaking up with someone just might be right now, just for the moment until you can get your mind set together, until you can be physically ready to be in a relationship. All right, y'all? So don't always take what people say as forever. It's just right now. Okay? Uh, another boundary is material. And when I say material, y'all, I, I, I turn this to money, right? And my example for this is that I lent you money last month. I don't have it right now. I can't right now. I don't have the means right now to lend you the money. Y'all see how I said that? Again, I said right now. That's just letting that person know that you don't have it right now. Because on my based on my statement, I lent you money last week. You've lent the money before. But they're coming to you again. And it's okay for you to say, I lent you money, but I don't have it right now. You don't want to shut them out and make them fuck. You're never going to give them the money if they're in a, a bind because they're never going to come to you again. And we don't want that. Especially when it comes to our, our, our children, right? I, I I wouldn't want my kids to feel like that I'm shutting them down, they, shutting them out, and they can never come to me again on that topic, right? I'm just saying, hey, I don't have it right now. Hey, I lent you money two weeks ago. You didn't pay me back. I don't have it right now. 
So the next piece that is internal. I've been social all week and I need a reset. Let me give an example. Do any one of y'all got that friend that always just want to be in the streets? Just can't sit their ass down and say they life. <laughs> just sit down, friend. But 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 back to my point, um, it's okay for you to tell that friend, like, hey, I've been social all week. I need to reset today. I need a day by myself. I think we should have a reset every morning for ourselves, y'all. 30 minutes to an hour every single morning. Because when you reset, you recharge your social battery. I tell you, my daughter said it best. We went to the beach last year. And it was my wife, her sister, and some other people that came along with this. And uh, my daughter went with this as well. She was able to, to take some time off from school and, and come with us. And, and we're having a good time hanging out. And this is probably at the end of Friday night or whatever, Saturday and she looks at us and says, hey, guys, I'm going to go back to the room because we're at the pool. And she goes, I'm going to go back to the room. And we all like, do you want to do something? And she turned and said, I need to recharge my social battery. And my daughter just graduated from GCU. <laughs> Big clap for her. Congratulations, daughter, Michelle. <laughs> and um, I want to say she had a, had a degree or, or something associated with psychology. So she knows all those, you know, those big words like recharge my social battery. Because I tell you now, y'all, I wouldn't have never thought of that to recharge my social battery. But when she said it, I was like, yes, that's really good. I like that. I need to recharge my social battery. I came tonight. I'm just going to stay home and just rest. So it's okay for you to say that. All right. Uh, The next type of boundary is conversational. It's okay for you to say, I would rather not be part of this conversation. Y'all, I don't know how many times. That I've seen people where they get in a disagreement with people, and um, somehow, in some way, you end up uh, having a conversation with a friend about another friend, right? And then, no matter that's no matter if that conversation is a good conversation or a bad conversation, it just don't sound good to a person to hear them to hear y'all say, "Oh, we were talking about you." I could sit there all day long and say, oh, it was good. It was facts. It was about you. Whatever I, this was a big one for me. I used to always say, whatever I said about you to this person, I will tell you to your face. Right? That, no matter how you communicate that, it still sounds like you and John was talking about me. Whether it was good or bad. Right? And so back to my point, it's okay for you to tell your friend, I would rather, be, I would rather not be part of this conversation or I would not be I would rather not be part of this conversation until Jamie shows up so we can all talk about it together. See what you did? You just minus yourself out of the conversation until that person shows up. So whatever you got to say to Jamie in Jamie's presence, Jamie is going to get it from you. And it's going to look better for you, right? It's, it's, hopefully Jamie won't hear you talking about it. <laughs> all right, y'all. So the next, the, the next part, uh, the ne- next boundary, excuse me, is, is physical. I prefer not to hug people I don't know, right? Um, and and, and I, I relate this to sometimes um, people will come to you and want to show you some um, affection that you're not willing to get or receive affection from, right? And sometimes we just do it just because they come up to you and they do it. But I'm here to tell you it's okay for you to say I prefer not to hug people I don't know. 
especially during our relationship like that. And I, I've heard ladies say before, like, this, this, this guy just hugged me. Right? And it was like, okay, they hugged you. Well, did you not like that? No, I didn't like it. Okay, so why didn't you tell them that? Right? It's okay, again, to tell someone you don't, you don't want to hug them. Okay? I prefer a handshake. That's a better response. That's a good response, excuse me, to you. Better than saying, hey, I don't want to hug. You can say, I prefer a handshake in this scenario. I don't know you. All right? And y'all, the last, the last boundary is time. Like I said earlier, we're talking about hanging out with your boys, playing Madden, ladies going to the bar with y'all girlfriends on Friday night. Because just like brothers be late and don't show up when they say they don't need to, not going to show up. Excuse me. Just like brothers say they going to show up and not show up at the time they say they are. Ladies, y'all have done the same thing too. When you get to gossiping, you get to talking, you get to hanging out with girls, you get to shopping, you forget about time. And that 7 o'clock date you had set with hubby, he's sitting there looking at his watch, counting time. So, ladies, same thing for y'all. Again, set that boundary. Hey, I told her husband I was going to have a date night with him at 7 o'clock. I can only stay for two hours only. And you need to put that only on it. Say only. Because <laughs> when you... When you come back to that, you can tell your friend, girl, I told you only two hours. <laughs> In quotation marks. <laughs> All right, so those are the seven types of boundaries, y'all. And those are very, very good for you to use as setting boundaries. I gave y'all an example of every single one. And there may, may be other boundaries out there that you might uh, need to set. I want to set a uh, boundary for, depending on the scenario you're in. Like I said, I used the big, the one from work. I thought that was really, really good to use because, again, you need to set healthy boundaries at work. You need to be able to speak up and say, hey, boss, you're giving me too much work. I would prefer you to get it to someone else. I already got five projects. Instead of trying to be Superman like I was and get it all done. Right? It just puts more stress and anxiety on you. And that's not you. Right? All right, y'all. So let's talk about some advantages and some disadvantages to setting healthy boundaries. All right. So the the advantage is good mental health, right? Who doesn't want good mental health? We live in a world right now where mental health is just far, far up there now to where sometimes it's uncontrollable. You got to take meds to control your mental health, right? And so uh, anything we can do to help our mental health before we just lose it is very, very advantageous for us. So, yeah. You setting down boundaries helps with good mental health. It helps with good emotional health as well, right? You're not emotionally attached. And like I said earlier about the friendship thing, you don't have to be emotionally attached. You can sympathize with that person, right? You can empathize with that person. But again, you don't want to take on the statue of the emotional feeling behind it, right? So... Those are two good things that you can use as advantages to setting healthy boundaries. And there's times more. I just can't talk about them with all y'all today because I got I got people to see and things to do. <laughs> right? But those are two that are really, really going to be very beneficial for you, okay? So um, the last one is not influenced by others. Like I said, their behaviors. You know, sometimes you can be hanging with a particular person and they don't exhibit the best behavior in the world and because they don't exhibit that good behavior you don't either right 
and they end up getting into, into some stuff and you're there and you're there because you got your friends back and you want to help them out. And so now your behavior mirrors your friend's behavior. And so now y'all both acting bad. In, in, in reality, that's, that's not your value. That's not part of your beliefs, let alone your morals, right? So that's an advantage, not to be influenced by others' behavior, all right? The disadvantages. Talk about the disadvantages. When we set these healthy boundaries, sometimes we have a feeling of feeling guilty behind it, right? Moms, I had to, to tell my son no today that I wasn't going to give him 50 bucks. I had to sell, tell my daughter no today she can't go hang out with her friends because we got stuff to do, right? And so sometimes we set boundaries. We feel guilty about those boundaries we set in place. But again, overall, it's only for your good mental and emotional health. You feel remorseful. You feel shame. I mean, there's some disadvantages to setting these boundaries. But back to what I said about setting their healthy boundaries, accept any discomfort that you feel, right? You're going to feel guilty. You're going to feel remorse for saying no. I'm not talking about Johnny with you. You're going to feel shame because you had to shut your friend down and say no. But at the end of the day, it has to happen. All right. All right, y'all. So let's recap. All right. Define the boundaries, the healthy boundaries that you need to set. Communicate them in a in a great manner. Okay. Again, don't be demanding. Stay consistent. This is where a lot of us mess up is that we don't we set boundaries and then we find ourselves letting that person we set the boundaries with cut corners. And that means we're not staying consistent, right? And, and I'll tell you now, if you set a boundary with somebody and you're not consistent, they're going to expect you to be that person and behave the way they want you to behave no matter what. Because now the boundary you set, you broke it a couple of times. And so if you stay consistent, you got to worry about that. All right, y'all? Last but not least, put your damn walls down. <laughs> it's okay for you to put your walls down and put your boundaries up. That will limit your fight. Your fight or flight mode. And when you limit that thing, you become less anxious. You become less depressed. You become less everything. Right? So, y'all, that, that's it. So, y'all know, as I always say about this time, that's my two cents on that, y'all. Peace. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Have a wonderful day. God bless. And I love y'all. Peace.